Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. If you have your Bibles, open them and direct your attention to the screens. We're going to open with one verse in Ecclesiastes chapter number 12. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse number 13. Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep His commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Amen. So the conclusion, which is the finale, it's the end of the whole matter. Fear God. Keep his commandments. This is the whole duty of man. So the whole matter and the whole duty of man, when we come to the conclusion, fear God and keep his commandments. Amen. Let's praise him one more time. Thank you, Father. We thank you for your anointed word. God, I pray, let it be a blessing. Use your wonderful word to touch our hearts today. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I want to preach on the subject, when it's all said and done. When it's all said and done. Now God came to the newly crowned King Solomon, who was David's son. David was the second king of Israel and a great king. Solomon had huge shoes to fill. Not only was David a, uh, a great king and uh, all that he accomplished, but he was also a man after God's own heart. And he led the people well, and he led the people in the paths of God. So when Solomon, his son, uh, was, uh, was crowned the king, Amen. He was a little nervous. He was, you know, a little uh, feeling a little inadequate to, to fill his father's big shoes. And uh, that was on his heart. It must have been on his heart because one night uh, shortly after that, he went to sleep and God came to him in a dream and said, Solomon, ask me anything that you want. Uh, what would you ask of me right now? And in the dream, Solomon asked him and say, he told God, and it must have been bothering him, he said, he said, Lord, I'm like a child with all these people. You have a great nation here, and I'm supposed to have the task, the, the awesome task to, to lead them. And, and I feel like I'm just a kid. I don't know how to come in, and I don't know how to go out. I, I don't know how to judge the, between them. And so he said, he said, in the conclusion, he said in 1 Kings 3, 9, he said, give to your servant an understanding heart to judge your people, that I may discern between good and evil. For who is able to judge this great people of yours? Amen. And God was very pleased with what his request was. Amen. And not only did he give him a wise and understanding heart, more than any person that was before him or even after him, but he also gave him riches and honor it meant in everything he could have beyond measure. 
And, and Solomon not only wrote the book of Proverbs, a very powerful book, but he wrote the book of Ecclesiastes. And the book of Ecclesiastes basically is Solomon telling us, after having everything that he's had, after having all that wisdom and understanding God gave him, after having riches, after having all that he could have, anybody could have, it, it was his conclusion, it was his summation, it was his observation of people, amen, and what was really important in life, amen, when it's all said and done, what's really important in life. And so he started his book, in chapter 1, verse 12, he said, I, the preacher, was king over Israel and Jerusalem, and I gave my heart to seek and search out by wisdom concerning all things that are done under heaven. Verse 14, I have seen all the works that are done under the sun, and behold, all is vanity and vexation of spirit. I, verse 16, I commune with my own heart, saying, Lo, I am come to great estate, and I have gotten more wisdom than all they that have been before me in Jerusalem. Yea, my heart had great experience of wisdom and knowledge, and I gave my heart to know wisdom and to know madness and folly. Amen. I perceive that this also is vexation of spirit. And then when you read chapter 2, you, you start seeing he, that he goes and lists all the things God blessed him with. Amen. In his kingdom. All the cattle. All the sheep. All the palaces. All this. All that. And his servants and, and his people that uh, waited on him and attended him. And all his, uh, the things that God blessed him with. Amen. And then he came to a conclusion on that in chapter 2 verse 11. He said, Then I looked on all the works that my hands had wrought. And on the labor that I had labored to do, and behold, all was vanity and vexation of spirit, and there was no profit under the sun. Amen. Now see, because God's, of all God's blessings, Solomon had it all, and Solomon had seen it all. Amen. He saw all the things that people involve themselves with in this life. He saw all the things that people thought were important in this life. He saw all the things that people gave their time, treasure, and talent to in this life. And after all his life experiences and all his life observations, he was the perfect one to share with us what the true purpose and meaning of life is. Amen. He summed it all up in our text verse, and I'm going to read. Our text verse is the second to the last verse of the entire book of Ecclesiastes. Amen. So he said all this, and he got to the end, and he summed it up for us. But there's another verse after that. And our text verse said in 12, chapter 12, verse 13, Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep His commandments, for this is the whole duty of man. Amen. He said, yeah, I got this, and I got that, and I saw this, and I experienced that. But you know what? Our whole duty, what we really need to do when it's all said and done, before we better get a hold of this, we better keep, fear God and keep His commandments. Yes, amen. amen. And verse 14 is the very last verse of that book. For God shall bring every work into judgment with every secret thing, whether it be good or whether it be evil. You see, that's why we need to fear God and keep His commandments. Amen. There's no secrets with God. There's no, you know, and, and, and evil is not going to get, no one's getting away with anything. Amen. And good, good might not be acknowledged here, but God's going to acknowledge good. Yes. Praise God. God's going God's to acknowledge good. 
Thank you, Jesus. So that's the bottom line, folks. Amen. That's when it's all said and done. Fear the Lord, which is a healthy respect and reverence for Him and His Word, that that Word, everything else, heaven and earth will pass away, and all the things that we thought were important, but His Word shall abide forever. Amen. And those that are standing on His Word, because His Word is His will, and those that do the will of God shall abide forever. So we stand on His Word, and we stay in His will, and we're going to get through all the stuff. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 3.11, he said, For no man can lay a foundation other than the one which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is our foundation. Amen. When we, when we come to God, He's the foundation. Praise God. And so, but no, so no other foundation can be laid than that. But then what, what do you do on a foundation? Anybody that's in construction, you build on it, Right? you get a, You got to have a good foundation. That's why when you see a construction site and you think, what's going on here? It's taking forever. It's because the foundation is the most important thing. You build a building on a lousy foundation. You didn't, really dig, you didn't really scope it out. You didn't really put the pylons deep. You didn't put the footing deep enough or wide enough. You didn't use the right materials. Amen. I don't care how beautiful the house is that you see above ground. If the foundation is not good, that thing is coming down. Amen. And we know Jesus told us in Matthew 7 and talked about that. If, you, if anybody builds this house on the sand, the storms are going to come and it'll be gone. But if you build your house on a rock, you're going to make it. And our foundation is the rock, Jesus Christ. Amen. He is the cornerstone. So he said, verse 12, now if any man builds on the foundation, that which is Jesus Christ, with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, or straw, each man's work will become evident, for the day will show it, because it's revealed, by, revealed with fire, and the fire itself will test the quality of each man's work. If any man's work which he has built on it remains, after the fire, in other words, he will receive reward. If any man's work is burned up, he will suffer loss. Amen. So when we come to God and we're born again, we're building our life. We're walking with God on that foundation. Amen. Now notice the things he mentioned that you're building on. He said gold, silver, precious stones, those three. And then he said wood, hay, and stubble, those three. And he said all of it's going through the fire. Whatever we do for God, we're going to be tested and tried by the Holy Ghost and fire. Amen. And whatever is there at the end of the furnace or the fire, amen, that's what's going to stand. And when you put gold and silver and precious stones through the fire, they only get better. They only get purer. But everybody knows what, you do, what happens when you put wood, hay, and straw through the fire. It's bye-bye. It's just dust. Amen. I, I, I just can't help but thinking about the three little pigs and the big bad wolf. Amen. One guy built with, with hay or straw, and he huffed and puffed, and that was gone. One guy took some sticks and built a little bit stronger, but he huffed and puffed, and that was gone. Amen. But one guy was smart. And he built uh, with bricks, praise God. Or, in other words, gold, silver, and 
precious stones. And he huffed and he puffed. Amen. And he got hyperventilated and he had to go home and take a nap with the other wolves. Praise the Lord. So I'm telling you, we have to be smart and build. We got the best foundation there is. But we got to build the right thing on the foundation. Because when it's all said and done, it won't, we need to be standing no matter what kind of storms or wind comes our way. Amen. So after we have lived out our life, when all the dust settles, when it's all said and done, only what we do for Jesus will last. Only what we do for Jesus, we take to heaven with us. Amen. Praise God. Charles Studd said, only one life will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. And Colossians 3.1, Paul said, so if you have been raised with Christ, seek the things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When I'm born again, when I come to God, praise God. When we're saved, when we give our lives to God, this world is not my home anymore. Amen. I, don't, I, I can't worry about earthly things as much as heavenly things. I know i got to have them. I know we got to have earthly things to function. we got to have earthly things to, to live. Amen. But that's not our highest priority once we become a follower of Jesus. We are building on a new foundation. Amen. And, and we're going to get out of here. Praise God. And so when, when I'm saved, this world is not my home anymore. I'm just passing through and I'm on my way to a more better and enduring home. A heavenly city. And we are here. You know why God didn't take us out? You know why this rapture isn't taking place one person at a time when everyone's saved? Somebody gets uh, filled with the Spirit of God, born again, baptized, boom, they're gone. Oh, oh, bye. You just get ready. Get out of their way as soon as they get out. Of the, you, know, you never know this person's going. And he didn't, he didn't do it that way. He said, no, I want you to stay here because when you get yourself on the foundation, when you're born again, you become another light to, to be added to the big church of light on this world. And I need you to stay here and show other people how good I am. Amen. Show them the glory of God. Amen. Show them the mercy of God. Show them the forgiveness of God. The healing of God. So we're here because we're supposed to be a witness of His glory and majesty. We're here to be ambassadors for Christ. Amen. And you've seen ambassadors. They're from other countries. And they come to our country. Where there's embassies all over, the, uh, uh, all over Washington, D.C. And then in other countries, there's embassies. Amen. And when they come over here, they dress like their country a lot of times. Uh, amen. And, and they talk like from their country. And they act like they're from their country. And they have culture like from their country, even though they're an ambassador in our country. Amen. And when we are born again, we get a new nature. We're changed. Amen. And, and we, uh, we act differently. We talk differently. We look differently because we got the light of the Lord shining in our face. And there's something different about God's people that it gives hope. Let the hope that lies within you be shared with everybody. That's what's most important. Amen. We're here to let the light of God shine through us to this, this world that desperately needs Jesus. 
Amen. So when it's all said and done, what really matters is not what other people think of you. It's what, how about what God thinks of you. Amen. Because we're not going to other person's heaven. I'm going to God's heaven. Amen. And when it's all said and done, what really matters is getting saved and staying saved and being ready to meet the Lord. Whether we fly or we die, I want to be ready to meet the Lord. And it all boils down to what the great conclusion that Solomon, the wise man Solomon, came up with. Amen. Here, the, 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 the conclusion of the whole matter. When you boil it all down, fear God and keep his commandments. It's the whole duty of man. It's all about pleasing God. It's all about keeping his commandments. Galatians 2.20, Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Amen. I was crucified, but I'm not dead. I'm alive. My old self's dead. I left him in the watery grave of baptism. And now I rose to walk in newness of life. I'm a new creature in Christ. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. I'm walking to a different beat of a drum. Amen. I'm singing a new song. Hallelujah. Woo! Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Paul said in Philippians 1.21, he said, For to me, he said, For to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. Now, a lot of people, and I'm not telling you that uh, you're never going to have any fear of dying or anything like that. I mean, you know, there's still. You know, in our humanity, we've got whatever. But you know what? When we know where we're going, amen, it makes it a lot easier. Thank you, Lord. So he said, for me to live is Christ. I'm living for Christ. And if I die, bonus. Because I know I'm not just going to the ground. And yeah, the worms might get down in there if, it's, if I'm there for a while, whatever. But that body's not me anymore because I have an eternal soul Amen, that I got taken care of and born again and it was all ready to go. So when I took my last breath, amen, and the trumpet sounds, I'm going to get out of there. My spirit's going to go and I'm going to get a new body. Amen. So death, that's why the Bible said when, when it talks about Christians dying, amen, uh, it, it says the word sleep instead of die. Hey, he's not dead, he's just asleep. Lazarus not dead, he's just asleep. Amen. And those that sleep in Jesus, praise God. Hallelujah. We died in Christ and we're ready to go. Praise God. When, when the next program, when the next thing shifts, when he was ready to do the next thing, we're ready to get out and do whatever needs to be done. Praise God. Paul also said a couple verses later, he said, having a desire to depart, talking about be with the Lord, to be with Christ, which is far better. He said, but if you keep reading on Philippians 1, he said, but it's necessary. Paul said, I know God wants me to stay here. It's necessary for me to stay here with you so that I can help you and lead you. Amen. I'm sure some of you have heard of Brother Stone King, Lee Stone King, great evangelist and prophet among us. 
uh, in our organization in this world, amen, uh, for the Lord. Praise God, I recently was listening to some clips, uh, some YouTube clips about him. But you know, he, he died in 2014, uh, I believe, uh, or I'm not sure the year, but he, he actually died. He was in the airport in Australia, in the, Mel in the Sydney airport, and he was ready to leave, and they were having a little breakfast uh, with uh, one of the ministers there before his flight, and he literally, we stand in there looking at the menu, he said, to see what he was going to order, and, then, and he doesn't remember what happened next. They said he collapsed, and he was, he was clinically dead for 45 minutes, no heartbeat, amen, and God brought him back. To, for, to life after 45 minutes, amen, that doesn't happen every day after 45 minutes, and he's still preaching, he's still around, and I went to a minister's conference a few years after that, and he got up and talked about that experience, and he said, you know, uh, you know, a lot of people when they die, Christians especially, when they die, you know, they, they say something about that, you know, did they, uh, did Jesus come to them? Did they, did they, uh, did they have an out-of-body experience or whatever? And so people asked Brother Stone King, he said, Brother Stone, they said, Brother Stone King, did, did Jesus come to you when, when in that 45 minutes, uh, you know, did he talk to you? Did you have an out-of-body experience? He goes, no, I didn't have any of that. And he wasn't even thinking about that, but he said, the more people asked, he said, I went and I asked the Lord. He said, Lord... Amen. Why didn't you let me see you? Amen. When that 45 minutes and he, he said, God called him by his first name. He said, Lee, if I would have let you see me in my glory, you would not want to come back. You would have insisted that you come all the way to heaven with me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. But God said, I'm not through with you yet. You still have a work to do for the people of this earth and for the church. I'm not through with you yet. So he looked at all of us in that congregation, in that meeting, and he said, he said, when God told me that, he said, I just, I just want you to know, he said that God has brought me back to life. I am your personal possession. I am yours. Amen. To be, uh, I want to help anybody I can help. I want to do anything I can do for anybody because the only reason I'm here is because he wants me, amen, to keep on going for a little bit longer. And he's, he's in his 80s now and doing great. Healthier than me, I'm sure. <laughs> Praise God because he, he's always eating very healthy. Because I've gone out to eat with him a couple of times, and he's all eating fruit and, you know, a little bit of fish or something. Amen. He's a great man of God, but I'll never forget that. And that's kind of like Paul. He, he said, for, for having to have a desire to depart, I want to be with Christ. Amen. Because that's far better than being right here. Amen. But I know that God has a work for me to do. And that's the way we got to look at it, folks. Amen. We're here for Christ. To praise the Lord. And God use us. God help us to be more heavenly minded than earthly minded. Amen. So that we can shine and share with other people. Praise God. Jesus said, do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. 
But lay up for yourselves treasure in heaven where, where neither moth nor rust destroys, where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there will your heart be also. And so here's the key question, folks. Where is our treasure? Amen. Right now. Amen. This day, praise God, this 28th day of November 2021, where is our treasure? If it's not in heaven like it needs to be, God help us put it there. Amen. I don't want anything wanting me to keep me here. I don't want anything wanting me to stay here one minute longer. Amen. Then God wants me to, us to stay here. Praise God. Where is our treasure? Put it away where nobody can steal it. Put it away where moths can't eat it. Put it away where rust can't mess, mess around with it. Praise God. Put it up in heaven. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Jesus said in Matthew 19, 21, Give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. That's one way to get treasure in heaven. Praise God. And, you know, and typically, amen, as soon as Thanksgiving is over, the time between Thanksgiving and Christmas, it's the, it's the season, right? It's the reason, the, give, the giving season, it's the special season. It ought to be the season all year round for us as a Christians and people of God. Amen. But there's a special emphasis on sharing and giving, amen, and loving and caring during this time after Thanksgiving and up until Christmas. Praise God. Amen. And there's a lot of unfortunate people and I thank God it wasn't just this time of the year amen but even back in April and through the summer and through the fall amen that this church rose and, and fulfilled this scripture and you put you put treasure in heaven during Operation Thirst and Operation Hunger and Operation Thanksgiving where 109 families were blessed at Thanksgiving this year because of your unselfish giving. You put treasure in heaven, treasure in heaven, treasure in heaven. Give to the poor. The Bible tells us we cannot take anything with us when we die. Oh, man. In some cultures... In the world, people are buried in their cars. People are buried in their best suits and with all their rings and money in their pockets because they're going to use that car in the afterlife, they think. They're going to use that money in the afterlife. And what they, all, all they did was they, they, they made a new profession called grave digging. Amen. Where people you know, rob graves. Amen. And, and terrible things like that because you can't take it with you. Amen. Job said in 121, naked came, I came from my mother's womb, and, and naked I will leave this life. And 1 Timothy 6, 7, for we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. Amen. Have you ever seen a hearst, amen, connected to the, with a U-Haul trailer on the back heading to the graveyard? Me neither. Because you can't take it with you. I've seen it when you're moving somewhere, but not to the graveyard. You can't take it with you. Amen. Everything I have, everything you have, amen, when you're a follower of God, has been given to you by Jesus. Amen. So we need to be generous with it. We need to be unselfish with it. And when we need more, He'll give us more because you can't outgive the Lord. Hallelujah. 
Praise God. Praise God. Amen. And I know, and it's only natural that we see about our own families, uh, you know, Christmas uh, blessings for Christmas Day and all that stuff. Amen. But let's purpose in our heart, Lord, use me to help somebody else to also. Use me to bless somebody else, even in the smallest way, because even a small thing can be huge to somebody who has nothing during this time of year. And that's why I'm going to live my life by freely and cheerfully giving to others. Amen. The greatest treasure we possess is not our house. It's not our car. And it's not our 401k account. Amen. The greatest treasure we all possess is the Spirit of God living inside of us. That's the greatest treasure. Amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse number 7. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. The earthen vessel is us. Remember, we're made from the dust of the ground. We're like glorified mud balls walking around. Amazing. We're fearfully and wonderfully made. But it's not until the Spirit of God comes into our heart that we are complete. We are created with a God-shaped hole in our heart, and it can only be filled with the Holy Spirit when we're born of the Spirit. And that is the greatest treasure that we possess. And when that Spirit comes in and bears witness with our spirit and connects itself to our soul, our eternal soul, we're going to be okay with God. When it's all said and done, amen, it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. Amen. Would you stand with me? So that's why it's important to fear God and keep His commandments. That's why it's important to know what it is to need to be saved. And to be saved is to be born again. Amen. Jesus said, born of the water, born of the Spirit. Praise God. Peter summed it up in Acts chapter 2. Repent. You know, ask God to forgive you. Repentance is a change of heart, a change of direction, amen, and a heart that asks for forgiveness to God. And be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission and forgiveness of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Amen. That is a spirit, spiritual gift that doesn't come automatically. It's that it's you shall receive it. You need to receive it. It's there for you. Seek after it, and God will help you receive it. Amen. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I never automatically receive a gift. Right? Even at Christmas, somebody has to, like, hand me a gift. And I have to reach out and grab it and open it and start using it. Amen. And Jesus said, hey, I got the Spirit of God. I, the, the Spirit's been poured out. Joel said, hey, this last day, said, God, I'll pour out my Spirit upon all, all flesh. And your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall uh, see visions. Amen. I'm going to pour it out on everybody. Amen. But not everybody's going to get it because not everybody wants it. But you'll get it when you want it. And when you want it bad enough, you'll seek after it and receive it. Amen. Like you receive a gift. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. When it's all said and done, praise the Lord. Amen. I don't know how long before Jesus comes. It's sooner than I've ever thought. Amen. Especially after this last year and a half or so, two years. It's sooner than I've ever thought. God, help us. 
to get closer to you, not further away. Help us to get closer to you, not drifting further away. Help us, Lord. Amen. Let all these things that are coming on this earth cause us to grab a hold of your hand. Amen. Like a child grabs a hold. Amen. Of their parent's hand. Amen. When they're not sure what's going on. Amen. They hold a little bit tighter and everything's okay when they can feel that hand of their parents and hear the voice saying, it's okay. I'm here. And Jesus said, I'm here. It's going to be okay. You just hold my hand. You just stay with me. Stay close. You stay on the rock. You, you fear the Lord and keep His commandments, and it's going to be okay. Praise the Lord. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast, and may God bless you.